Brendan came within a hair's breadth of shooting a child. Welcome to the Electronic Wireless Show. I'm Brendan. It's the 30, 30th, 31st. What is it? What day is it today? 30th. All right. But tomorrow it will be the 30 days past September, April, June, November. 30. It'll be the 1st of December. 1st of December. <laughs> oh, man. I, I struggle with that too. It's episode 25. I should have just said that and let that be the date. How are you guys? I have Matt Cox with me. Hello. And Adam Smith. Hello, I'm good. Um, are you looking forward to the podcast? I am. I'm... I'm pumped. Are you looking forward to the year 2018? I I am. I'm looking forward to the year 2018 a lot because it'll mean that I've had my Christmas holiday already, which I'll be rejuvenated. Are you looking forward to the games that are coming out in 2018? It's my theme. I'm not, unfortunately. No, none of them. Okay. Just, I, I think I'm going to swear off games for 2018. Well, that kind of puts a dampener on what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> no, I have, a, I have a screen full of games I'm looking forward to. One uh, of them... Can I start with one? Can I start with a game that we played together, Brandy? Um, you can. Yeah. No truce with the Furies. Remember that? Oh, that. Oh God, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. that's on my list. Which is the um, incredibly strange uh, isometric RPG in which you're a cop in a surreal world with voices in your head, and yeah, it looks spectacular. It, I mean, it's not 100% confirmed for 2018, but they did say that it probably would be. To me, I don't know how you can be an entire year out, so hopefully... To give people a better idea of what this is like, it's like supposed to be... It's like Baldur's Gate 2, but but weird. It's like Baldur's Gate 2 if it got into a fight with Pathologic. There we go. And Pathologic 2 is also coming out next year. So those are probably my two most anticipated games, actually. Pathologic 2 being the remake of Pathologic 1, which is now been retitled as pathologic 2 um but yeah th- those two uh both look like exactly my kind of thing i'm very very excited about them what are those games for people that do not have the other games you mentioned as a reference point such as i <laughs> so so no truth to the furies looks like uh, uh you know pills of eternity or torment it's that kind of isometric uh, very detailed environments. Um, it kind of looks like an oil painting, which is deliberate, especially the character portraits in this one. So it's got kind of its own look, but it's, it's an isometric RPG. But instead of being a fantasy world, 
it's a it's almost I don't know if it is supposed to be a parallel reality, but it looks a bit like the fifties or the sixties um, in our world, but with all these strange elements, uh, like technology's like, different. Um, sorry, go ahead. The place it's set is kind of a weird Russian Cuba or something. Yeah, it's it's got it's got kind of a tropical feel to it, but it's very Eastern European industrial as well. It's very odd. And like instead of having skills like swordplay or uh, firefighting, you know, pistols or agility, your skills are like parts of your personality that you can rate as like an empathy skill. And the higher that is, the more chance you have of empathizing with people. But they manifest as like actual voices that speak to you in well, the text on the screen, but they're like characters and they'll talk to you and try and guide you. And it's incredibly dark. I mean, the the bit that I'll always mention is that when we played it at EGX, uh, Brendan came within a hair's breadth of shooting a child. Um, and it's very, very dark, but it's also really funny. It's got this kind of absurdist bleakness to it. Um, and yeah, it just not quite like anything else. I mean, I think that a lot of the stuff they're drawing on is literary um, and similar to Pathologic. Pathologic's another game which doesn't feel like it's um, you know, like if computer games are often Warhammer, Tolkien, Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, these are games that feel like they're drawn from uh, a very different place. In both, both made in um, ex-Soviet countries as well, which I think is important. I think that the uh, the kind of literary background and theatrical background of the people working on them, both Pathologic and Notrusive Furies, have uh, playwrights working on them, and I think that's important. The way they see um what what play is is very different but yeah both both fascinating matt what are you looking forward to because it's not those is it it's it's not i i, I hadn't heard of those so <laughs> i'm ashamed to admit um yeah see the the things i'm mainly looking forward to are things that i know the past versions of people have really enjoyed but i've never touched so the monster hunter game i've had friends that have what is the new Monster Hunter game called? I should. I should Monster Hunter World. World. Right. Because, yeah, I've had friends selling me that fantasy for years, but um, I've never owned a platform on which to play it. Yeah. I played I played it at E3, and I was really skeptical because I've never played one. And I know people who love them so much. I was like, it's never going to live up to it. And I bloody loved it. But it was great. Uh, it feels like. I, and. I'm sure other people have made this comparison, but it really felt to me like The Witcher as an arcade game, and that's really a nice thing. Nice. I'm sold. Um, why are you looking forward to it, though, Matt? I, I like the fantasy of going out hunting monsters and that being like it, everything revolving around that one thing that you do. You just want to make some trousers out of a T-Rex. I do. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that since I was a boy. <laughs> Um, yeah, the other one on a similar theme was um, Red Dead Redemption, which, again, that fantasy of open-world cowboy fun times is one that I've just, yeah, had friends extol the virtues of for years and years, and yeah, never wait, messed up. Did you not play the original? Nope. Ah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, you know, it is still a Rockstar game, so <laughs> don't... <laughs> Don't let the people who sold it to you oversell it. I'll say that. Because I really liked Red Dead Redemption. 
but I do think it has been kind of uh, sanctified in a way by the years that have passed. Yeah, I can totally see how that would have happened. But yes, okay, well, just to give a reminder of the other games that are coming out in 2018, we've got a little list here. Um, Far Cry 5. Which I'm really looking forward to, I should say, because I just like, oh, my esoteric ex-Soviet games. But no, I really, really, you really just want to go to America yeah. and shoot things again. That that would go on my list as well. I mean, it's like, I know the experience I will have in that, but, you know, I know it's a great experience. I've never played a Far Cry game that I didn't like. Um, similarly, Metro Exodus is a follow-up to the, the oh, Metro yeah. games, which uh, I really enjoyed, and apparently it's going open-world-ish, I think. Mm. Mm. Uh, Battletech. That oh, yes. Going out. Yes. What is Battletech, Adam? So, uh, if people remember MechWarrior, which is first-person, you're in a giant robot smashing other giant robots game, um, Battletech is the first computer game for many, many years that's based on the original uh, tabletop game that MechWarrior was drawn from, which is a tactical game about big, giant robots punching each other. Um, and yeah, like I've played a lot of the combat beta of it, and it's just really good. You know, you can blow people's arms, well, people's arms, robots' arms off, but you can also burn the pilots alive inside their own robots, so it does have that horribleness to it as well. But uh, it's just really good. It's a very, very good tactical game. It looked gorgeous. Um, what I'm really looking forward to is it's got a huge dynamic campaign where you get to build your own mercenary group and you can travel around a galaxy and take jobs and just do your own thing. But I have no idea how well that works because I've not played it yet. But the combat's great. Like Space Mountain Blade. Yeah, a little bit. Ooh, yeah, it's... I would play that game. Well, Mountain Blade 2 is also coming out next year, right? Um, might be should be Bannerlord. Is that Bannerlord? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's coming out. Feels like it should be coming out next year. I think it was supposed to come out in like 2010, (laughs) but Um, it's been in development for a long, long time. It's got to be next year. That's on the list as well. Then, uh, we've got a way out, uh, which is the two-player co-op prison escape game by the brothers, brothers, Tailty Sons. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Anthem. Are either of you looking forward to Anthem by Yeah? Not in the slightest. <laughs> I'm cautiously excited. I saw the uh, reveal trailer for that at E3, so I was watching it in the best possible situation where you had lots of, you know, huge speakers, massive screen. You know, it was, it was like this is the best version of this trailer, and I just remember thinking at the end. I mean, I was so disappointed because it was like the new Bioware game we knew it was going to be revealed because it leaked like shortly before the show and I was like come on then show us what you've got and at the end of it it's just like you've got nothing I literally got mm-hmm. nothing from it I'd agree that it doesn't seem like a game that's playing to Bioware's strengths but I don't know I guess I wouldn't rule it out on that front no I'd never rule anything out until I've played it I mean I yeah. I, I yeah, but uh, but as a way to actually say this is a game to be excited about, then this was before Destiny Two was out, and it was like you know, well, we've already got one of these coming, and you know, just I don't know, bored. Yeah, the other thing is that you say it doesn't play to Bioware strengths, but I feel like Bioware strengths have disappeared oh, like a few games ago, um, or you know, they're the the the, the strongest of their strengths anyway. 
Ooblets. Have either of you heard of Ooblets? Heard of it. Nope. It's Ooblets. It's a kind of it's a very cute looking game, a mix between I wanna say Stardew Valley and Pokemon. Uh you own a little farm and you raise Ooblets. They're these tiny cute creatures who hop around. Um it looks really fun. It looks nice. It just looks like a good place to go and live for a while. Psychonauts 2. Who likes Psychonauts? I, I, I'm I not a big fan, which I feel terrible saying because I feel like I'm wrong. Um, I found it really boring and I hate the platforming. I haven't played it and now feel slightly less bad about that. I think there's loads of stuff in it that I love. I should... I feel like I'm on the defensive already, but I really hated the platforming in it. Like it was one of those games where I was like, I'm playing this to get to the next cutscene or the next interesting environment, but I'm not actually enjoying the actual process of getting there at all. I'm in a minority on this, obviously, but Frostpunk. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's um the it's a city building survival game that's so like set after some global catastrophe. Everything's very cold, and uh, you're controlling a bunch of survivors who are huddled around a generator you have to try and build like a shanty town around this generator and survive as long as you can it's got lots of difficult decision making it's by the same people who made this war of mine um and it's got lots of decision making like you there's a point early on where you can you have to decide whether you're going to allow people to eat the dead uh because it's a food <laughs> source and it makes people miserable like despair is one of the um things that it measures at the bottom of the screen so the the way that it was described to me by one of the designers was we wanted to make a survival game where you ask why are we surviving not just how do we survive like so there's points where your people will think okay we can live by eating our dead relatives but do we really want to live in a world where that's how we survive mm. um and so you're having to balance the kind of resources but also the the kind of hope and despair of people Sounds fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a good winter game. When's it coming out? I don't know. I don't know. Damn. What about Sea of Thieves? Have any of us played this? I have. Have you, Matt? Nope. Sea of Thieves is the uh, co-op pirate game from the young regeneration of Rare, which looks quite interesting, but is only on Windows 10. So I can't play it because I don't have that. I like what I've played of it, but I just feel like I'll never be motivated to get a group of people together to play it, and then it won't be fun. Yeah. Hi, dog. That's next door's dog. That's not even my dog. All right, I'll I'll just name another uh, another couple because I feel like we're we're listening to these and being like, what? Well, can I can I just say Phoenix Point, which is the new Julian Gollop game? No, you can't uh, say that. You always say the Julian Gollop games. Who's now got? He's not, he's not made. Or he did he make chaos? Phoenix Point looks amazing. It's like XCOM with Lovecraftian stuff, and yeah, I it looks great. About that. that that that's the one I'm most excited about. It looks it's great. Solid. Oh god, I can't wait! I can't wait. I've got a build of it. I keep forgetting, but it's only like the combat. It's not the proper full game. Um, but yeah, I'm, that's I'm so hyped for that. Sorry. Sorry. No, that's good. What else? What else? What else is on, uh, Heaven's, else is Vault. on our list? Heaven's Vault, which is Inkle, the people who did Sorcery in 80 Days. Um, I think that's out next year. Um, I'm pretty sure it is, which is the alien archaeology game. You play Ooh. 
an archaeologist should travel around to different planets, learn alien languages and try and discover the truth of lost civilizations. Um, it looks spectacular. I mean, it, like, it actually looks gorgeous, but also just looks really clever. Nice. Yeah, I'm into that. I want to go on a, a boy band tour in Final Fantasy 15. That's out January, I think, so I can do yeah. that soon. Yeah. What about but, where the water tastes like wine as well? That, that'll be coming out. What is is that like the collection of stories? Yeah, where... it's like you travel around America in the Great Depression and listen to people's stories and share stories. I played it and it, I, I didn't love it. I expected to love it. It's like uh, I love interactive storytelling. Uh, I like a lot of the people who've written for it. Every story is by a different person. But it just felt a bit like it needed a bit of energy. Um, I don't know. But I'm, I'm very interested in it. Uh, another game about moving around a lot, traveling around America, is The Crew 2. Is anyone looking forward to The Crew 2? I'd really like to enjoy it. I haven't played a racing game in, uh, what, like 10 years or something ridiculous. And it's a great idea, but um, I understand The Crew 1 was not amazing. It was pretty... Uh, it was mediocre. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it the... America driving around America was pretty nice. It was the one thing it had going for it. You could just go from one side of the country to the other. Me and Adam had a road trip in it. Yeah, it, it was nice. I'll link How to long that. How did that take? An hour or something from one side of the country to the other. Right. Leave <laughs> less even actually. I think we put our times down in the end. I think it was forty minutes or something. Um. Yeah. But that That's was not like quite as grand as I imagined it. But you're not going our. Yeah, it's, that's just coast to coast. So I suppose you could do the whole of the country like in a circuit and it would take mm. longer. Um, I don't understand. What, the Crew 2 didn't set it in, in another country or another place. Like no. They didn't go to Europe and set it in the whole of Europe. That would have been amazing. Again, it's another game that I've played at events and they're just like, here's a Grand Prix track. Here's a dirt racing track. And it's like, no, can I not just drive around America? And like, no, 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 no. Here's, here's an extreme sport. It's like, no, that's not what I was interested in. Yeah, Other games are doing that better than you're doing it, you know? Yeah, and also they've added planes. And boats. And boats, and it feels like, why? <laughs> it's a road, yeah. you, you, Your best selling point is going on a road trip. You know, why not just do the road trip, you know? I remember that with the E3 trailer where just the planes would just constantly appear like at four separate points in the trailer, and it's just like, why? <laughs> why? Why well, is this happening? You can morph between them. And the most fun I had of it was just pretending it was like a kind of Transformers type thing where you drive along and then turn into a plane. And you can just turn into a boat like in the middle of New York and just grind <laughs> through the streets. It's just like, what is happening? Okay, I didn't know that. I'm, I'm excited about it Yeah, now. you literally press a button and just morph between them. <laughs> That's great. Why was yeah. that not like well, the key feature of the trailer? <laughs> what's kind of cool is that you could you can chain together stunts, and that is quite fun. So like, fly a plane through the arches of the Golden Gate Bridge, and then transform into a boat and land and do something, and then you know hit a ramp and land on a road and turn into a car as you do that, and you chain up together all this stuff. That's that's the point of it. But it's so so against everything that I wanted the crew two to be, which is basically. <laughs> truck simulator with cars if we're honest that's why i wanted it to be <laughs> <laughs> faster truck simulator yeah oh is there anything else that we can think of well 
Uh, I should probably say System Shock 3. I mean, I'm really dubious about it. But is I it hope System it's Shock great. 3 or is it just a System Shock remake? They're doing both, but System Shock 3 is the one that other side's doing, which is the uh, where Warren Spector's gone to work now. The guys who are also doing Underworld, the ultimate thing. Uh, but there's also a System Shock 2 remake being made by the people who do all the remake stuff. If I can't remember their name now. Um, what are they called? Uh, Night Dive. Is that right? Not sure. Do you mind if I rattle my keyboard briefly? You rattle your keyboard as long as it's work-related. <laughs> uh, oh, so Night Dive are doing the remake of System Shock 1. Yes. Yeah, System Shock 3 is being made by Other Side Entertainment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and Warren Spector's actually working on that now. And, you know, maybe it'd be better if it was all fresh blood working on it. I don't know, but I'm interested. But like I say, dubious, because I don't know much about it yet. I'm looking forward to the remake of System Shock because I haven't played the original. I think I tried to play a little bit of System Shock 2 and I gave up because it was so janky and difficult to control. I think mm. that the, I couldn't even use a mouse or something. I think it had... No, there was something wrong with the way it... Yeah. I yeah. think it was before Wasad had become a convention. And... I don't remember it being, but you might well be right. The first one definitely is. But it, uh, it was definitely before something became a convention because I yeah. remember putting my hands on the keyboard and going, what is Yeah, happening? and it's just like when you step on a stair and miss the step and you're like, what? <laughs> this doesn't make sense. So I am looking forward to the remake because everybody always tells System Shock jokes and anecdotes about um, Shodan and yeah. stuff. And then, just re- uh, the, the thing to remember is that Shodan's a good, a good robot that okay. only wants what's good for you. Okay. Cool. That's it. You know, that's not been spoiled for you, right? You know that. No, yeah, I know that. I know that much. Friend, that... Friendly robot. Yeah, benevolent robot. Benevolent robot. It's not even a robot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of robots, the, there is one game I think we're looking forward to, but it, it's it's not 2018. The date has yet to be confirmed. It's Cyberpunk it's 2077. 2077. <laughs> yeah, so possibly 2077. I am really excited about that. Cyberpunk Witcher. And yeah. This is from the the Witcher dev, so story wise it's probably gonna be okay. It's probably gonna be alright, not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nodding your head. Yeah. Probably look quite good, do you think? Look alright? I think it'll probably look pretty windy. Yeah, yeah. It'll do good rain. Which Ooh. is very important for a cyberpunk game. It'll do good rain. It'll give you a sad thing to think about once or twice. Mm-hmm. Maybe your character will get drunk and go and dress in some clo- <laughs> clothing that's not appropriate to them. Your favorite Witcher moment, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's absolutely my favorite Witcher moment. <laughs> yeah. uh, another to be announced one is uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two, which may never come out. Let's be honest. Can I do my Psychonauts bit again and say that I thought Beyond Good and Evil was quite boring? You can absolutely think that if, you know, you want. I can do my Psychonauts bit again and say I haven't played it. <laughs> Matt, do you, do you play anything? Do you play anything <laughs> apart from Dota? And what are the other things you play? Battlerite at the you, moment. You do play other things because... And Battlegrounds. We'll, we'll talk about the other things because I've been playing almost exclusively all the things that you've been playing as well, so... Yeah, there you go. Um, there, there are definitely a few classics that I still I need to patch up at some point in my life. All right, we're gonna wrap up the twenty eighteen talk. But not no, is there any? What is it, Adam? Just 
Civilization VI expansion that was announced this week oh, yeah. uh, called Rise and Fall. And it's out February 8th. And I'm really looking forward to it because uh, I really like a lot of Civilization VI, but I got bored of it a lot quicker than I thought I would. Uh, and the the kind of back-of-the-box feature for this seems to be essentially, hey, you might not get bored this time, which is great. <laughs> so, Because um, it's called Rise and Fall, so the whole idea is that instead of just having one settler and end up with 100 cities, they're making an attempt to make it so that your power fluctuates over time and there can be civil wars and empires can collapse and rebuild themselves, which sounds like exactly what I want from a Civ game. It may not work, but I'm really, really optimistic. There, I'm done. There's nothing else I'm looking forward to. I've never played a Civilization game apart from 4 briefly, and then I gave up because I thought it was really dull. Have you played 4X games? Like- uh, I do like 4X games in general. I just didn't like Civilization. I don't know why. Civilization's strange because in some ways it is the most boring 4X game. It's like, you know, all the stuff that you know, when it like something like Stellaris, where it's like, oh, this is doing interesting things before X. Civ is never doing interesting things before X because it is just the kind of the big block that all of the ones are chiseled from. But but yeah, I love it. Cool. Is there anything else coming out in twenty eighteen that you That's want it. to talk about, either of you, before I? Oh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. What's that? That's the realistic. I did air quotes then. Realistic medieval. RPG, um, which was kickstarted, and it's basically it looks a lot like the Elder Scrolls if it didn't have all the elves and whatever they're called, you know, dragons. That's the one. All that stuff, like uh, the the one of the taglines for it is dungeons, no dragons, and the whole <laughs> thing is like you're just a regular person in medieval Europe, and there's... so you probably just like die at twenty five. Well, your family get murdered at the beginning and then you get taken in by some lord. So it gives you like a play. But you can just, you can either do story quests or you can just go off and do your own thing. And I was really skeptical about it because they're, they're pushing it as the game that RPG fans have wanted because it's like, it doesn't do any hand holding. So you don't get quest markers and stuff. You have to read the scenery and listen to what people say. And it's trying to be very kind of pure in that way. Uh, but I went and visited the studio um a couple of weeks ago and yeah they're very aware of how big a challenge they've taken on and it's not gonna work 100 percent. you know i'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, areas where it's a little frustrating but it looks really really good um and yeah i i'm very optimistic about it. it's out quite soon i think it's out in february uh but it's yeah it just it looks very different to anything else. So that's another one. That's it. I'm definitely done now. You're done. You're finished. Yeah. 2018 chat wrapped up. Matt, are you finished? I'd say that as if you've been like annoying me, but you haven't really. <laughs> star Citizen. <laughs> it's not, not Star Citizen. Uh, okay. Let's, moving on. Um <laughs> I've got a returning feature for us. Do you remember Patch Adam? Adam? I do. I do. Did you ever, you never played Patch Adam, did you, Matt? I didn't. 
Patch Adam is the little quiz game where I read out some patch notes from a game or multiple games and Adam and yourself have to guess if they're true or false. Would you like to play Patch Adam? No. Yeah, no, I would. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. The, the game this time is something we briefly covered before. It's My Summer Car. Oh, very good. Yeah. The game that the crew two wishes it was. Yes. It's the game where you own an old wreck and loads of pieces of car in uh is it is a Scandinavian country or Finland or somewhere, I don't know. Um and you're trying to make your car run, but everything is terrible. <laughs> so let's go, let's go. Let's read out some patch notes and you have to tell me whether they're true or false. Here's the first one. Dumping septic waste into the ground is now a felony. True. I'm also going true. It's true. Very hygienic game. Fixed cops arresting you for standing beside them. True. True. It's false. Oh. Do they still do that? <laughs> well, this is the thing with Patch Adam. It's always a case of, does that mean they arrest you if you stand beside them? Or did they never arrest you? We don't know. You can now drink from the jail cell toilet bowl. Oh, I sincerely hope that's true. Also true. It is true. Yes. Added stress. True. <laughs> Just that. Just added stress. False. It's true. Yeah. Added smoking. True. True. It's true. These are my university patch notes. <laughs> added sweat. False. True. It's false. Ah. It's not Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> Prevented peeing while driving a vehicle. God, that better be false. True. It's true. <laughs> Prevented peeing while driving. So at one point, you probably could start peeing while driving a vehicle. I don't know if this is a bug or not, but you could just just start going. I've just uninstalled the game because that's disappointing. I want to be able to multitask. Fixed sauna boiling the player to death. Sona? The, the sauna, the sauna. Oh, sauna, sorry. Um... Oh, well, that... False. True. True. It's false. Drunk driver in the little green car now takes the player all the way home. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to say, I hope this one's false because I want you to have made up the drunk driver in the little green car. (laughs) I'm going true because I do not think you have. That imagination? (laughs) (laughs) It is true. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> alright finally added a place to play cards with money and you can also bet cars and houses false true it's true oh man reinstalled So that was my summer car. It's um, it's an early access game, I think, still. But uh, it's quite funny and very difficult, uh, because you have to really, you have to either know every single bit of what a car is, including like right down to the nuts and bolts that you use to screw bits in, or you have to be have the patience to watch YouTube videos of people doing it and learn. But yes, that's that. We're done with Patch Adam. Good work, guys. I don't know who won, 
I'm going to say you both tied. I think the little man in the green car won. <laughs> Shall we talk about what we've actually been playing as opposed to what we've actually just been looking at on our screens? Yeah. Matt, what have you been playing? been playing a lot of Northgard. What is Northgard? It's an RTS which initially appears much more forgiving than your Starcrafts and it is in some senses in that it's much more it's much slower paced and it doesn't revolve around like trying to get your actions per second as high as possible but it is horrible in that winter is always coming so it has this it has like a season system where like maybe a quarter of the time it will be winter and when it's not winter you're desperately trying to gather food to stop your villagers from starving and then when winter comes and suddenly you're yeah suddenly you're everyone is starving they need firewood or they'll freeze to death um and there's another like there's every year there's another calamity on top of that like a rat plague will wipe away your food and make all your people ill or there'll be an earthquake or there'll be a demonic zombie invasion or something and so yeah you spend most of your time struggling with that rather than <laughs> the people you're playing with or the ai you're playing with it lets you know that these things are coming though there's a little timeline isn't there at the top that ticks by and you can see if there's going to be like an invasion it'll tell you there's going to be an invasion in like three in-game months and yeah. it'll it'll put a little it'll put little uh what do you call them like circles or you know portals near where the invasion is going to happen so you kind of can prepare for whatever it is that's going to screw you over you could yeah you can try and prepare if you're playing well <laughs> but i mean for me it's like the disasters are always they seem like it's only once a year but they seem like they are always coming winter is always in the next 60 seconds somehow some of the winters are very very harsh as well yeah every now and then another one of the events is a blizzard where for like a minute or two i think i think the length of the blizzards is random as well so sometimes you can have a really harsh one where just for ages your food and firewood production plummets and yeah everyone gets ill and dies (laughs) it's great (laughs) but like apart from that it is about hopping from one sector to another yeah so that's another way in which it's a bit um slower paced um or the main way i guess in that you can't actually attack anyone until you've mapped out their territory with your scouts um so yeah you can't you can play aggressively but it that doesn't mean the same thing as it would in starcraft for example, no, you're constantly harassing people. No, you can't, for instance, t- grab as many warriors as you can and send them off on a raid to get your enemies home base because you haven't connected your bit of land to their bit of land yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the the other part of it is the victory conditions are a bit um they're a bit like 4x games actually, where you can there's sort of a version of a science victory, a law victory. Um, you can also win just by being really famous uh, and yeah there's there's conquests like victories as well but um there's also like always like a map specific victory condition so in the middle you might have like a tile which is like um and i always pronounce the song Ysidral. Ysidral. It, I, I don't know how you say it either but I know the big mean. old tree y-s-s-r-d-i-l 
a something but yeah if you that takes like a thousand food to colonize but once you can if you manage to do that and hold it for like 30 seconds you can win that way or maybe there'll be um like a tile in the middle that increases your law production by a hundred percent so if someone grabs that you need to sort of wrestle it off them and they'll win that way yeah and the maps are all kind of randomly generated but um i i've played a fair bit of it as well it's like one of those games i'll go to if i just want to waste some time uh and i really love the way the maps are made because they're random but they feel the way that they're constructed it always feels like there's choke points or you know really important tiles that you want to go for first the maps do feel like you can uh you can exploit them in a really particular way every time it sounds great i haven't played it but i've been keeping an eye on it you really should they they recently added um a new clan as well they have different clans and each clan has like different little abilities so one of them is like the bear clan and they've got an armored bear unit that can wreck things uh, one of them is like what the mo the, the goat clan and they're what is it they're just good at well confusingly they get cheap which they can farm for food unlike other people yeah yeah um there's the the boar clan came came out most recently um and it uh it is just good at living in really rubbish conditions Right. So normally you have to upgrade your little houses, otherwise people will get upset. But the Boar Clan don't care; they just kind of sit in their <laughs> rubbish houses, and it doesn't bother them. <laughs> um, but yeah, you you should play it. I think it's a great game. It's one of the best strategies I've played for a good while. My favorite thing about it is as you're when you're playing with other people, just both moaning and hearing about the calamities that <laughs> your friends are facing. They're just like, ah, wolves. I'm being overrun by wolves and I'm starving and yeah, no. I guess what I'm saying is I like hearing my friends suffer. I mean, we all do. It's part of the human condition. But there's another thing about it as well, where on some maps there'll there'll be a there'll be a tile, there'll be a little area with giants living in it. The Jotun or whatever. Uh, something. And uh you you can you can go and attack them and like try and take their tile if you want. But you can also trade with them. But if you build a little marketplace, you can trade with other players. But you can also trade with the, the the NPC giants. And if you give them enough food after a while, they'll become your mates. <laughs> and you get like a big, big giant unit. Um, I've seen that happen once so far. You have to I, give them so much food. You have in to a game give where them food is so important. <laughs> quite a lot of food, yeah. Um, I've I've managed it a couple of times just playing against the computer. I think like a couple of e- easy matches, um, and it, it they're the big the big giant is brilliant. He just kind of slowly marches from place to place, battering everything. <laughs> is the AI good? Is it is it okay to play solo? Or... It's good on the higher difficulties. Okay. I think it'd probably be too too easy for people on normal or easy. It's good for me on normal because I'm a really slow player. But it doesn't need. And, but it doesn't uh, need to be a multiplayer game. I don't know. Um, Matt, would you play it like against the NPC? Um, I don't know. Okay. I, I may do. I mean, I enjoyed my first couple of games, but I did sort of treat them as practice. Yeah, training. Yeah. 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 See, 
see i don't mind if they're just training because really what i like about it is just coloring the map in i don't i don't really want yeah. to be challenged <laughs> just want to make some make some farms adam um you've been playing a different strategy game why are you referring to into the breach i think i am yeah i've been playing a lot of into the breach um, uh, we mentioned this last week, but just to briefly describe Into the Breach again, because I wasn't listening last week, if I'm honest. I knew it. I knew it. It's um, it's from the creators of FTL, the spaceship management combat game, and it's a, a very small scale, but very large scale in terms of narrative, tactical battle game where you control a bunch of mechs, you get three mechs and you have to fight giant insects that come out of the ground and try and smash up cities uh, and each uh, level is just an 8 by is it 8 by 8 it is isn't it? It's 8 by 8 yeah. Yeah an 8 by 8 grid of tiles and the beginning, and each mission is usually like 5 to 6 turns uh, very short. All you have to do is survive those turns and protect the cities. That's the important thing. You can lose your mechs. That's fine. Uh, you, the pilots die, but the mechs return. So you, you lose some bonuses if they die. But if the cities repeatedly take a pummel, then it's game over. So, yeah. And the whole the whole deal of it is it's turn-based. You decide what to do, but you know before you make your moves exactly what the insects, baddies, the vec are going to do. So they're, they're entirely predictable. There's no dice rolls. There's no having to second guess the enemy. You know what they're going to do. They commit to a move and you can see it on the map. Uh, so then you try and prevent them from destroying the cities and you could do stuff like push them one tile aside so their attack hits one of their friends or misses completely or triggers an environmental thing. And it's just it's just very, very, very clever. And yeah, I love it. It's out early next year, so... But yeah, yeah, it's great. I think it's great. You guys have been playing as well, right? So. Yeah, we we described it as a bit like chess, which mm. I mean definitely makes sense to me. Like a large part of it is trying to do as much as possible with one move, like with one yeah. of your units. So like you might face five different threats, and then you sort of, I mean, the way I play it is I sort I sit back for like five or ten minutes and sort of think through every like possible thing that could happen and that's a ridiculous amount like when you're thinking about what could push what where and what that could you know maybe bring one of your units into range of another or position them so that one's killing the other or one so that maybe another of your attacks will hit three of them at once and it's just it's like every turn feels like a great mini puzzle that you solve and then move on to the next one yeah i i I think it's amazing. I think it's really, really fun. But um, I also have a hard time with it because you get four islands, right? And you have to after I think after you beat two islands, the final yeah, mission you opens go up. To the end game, you can yeah. just go to the yeah. end and try and do the final mission. Um, and the difficulty scales, right? So mm. if you do, if you keep doing more missions, I think it gets harder. Uh, yeah. But I still haven't beaten the final mission. I got to it once. And I well, lost it on the last turn because I couldn't uh, get, I couldn't, it, it was that kind of checkmate thing where no matter what I did, I couldn't, I couldn't get all of the threats at once. One of my cities was going to die and it was my last possible city that I could lose. And it was, this isn't a complaint, by the way, this is just like a, a, an observation about that it, 
it, it's it's hard for me. I can't think of all the moves like you can, man. The uh, there's there's a couple of things there, which is one that subset the people who made it have said that that final mission is is the bit they're still working on the most for balance. And I think at the minute, it's not that I think it's too hard, but I think too often it creates impossible situations. Uh, and I don't like that. I, you know, like um, sometimes it's just like, no, there's just nothing you can do here that's going to end well. Um, I think mean, that's partly because there's so much going on. So in the final mission, there's there's lots more environmental stuff like entire areas of the map will collapse and um, stuff like that. And there's a lot more enemies. Um, and I think the problem with that is because they're so small, the, the areas, it just becomes very claustrophobic and you just have very limited choices as to what you can do. Well, there, um, there is that side of it. Sorry, go on. Well, sorry, the other thing I was going to say is that I think the worst thing about FTL is the last mission. Uh, and I think that's in FTL, it's because a lot of what you've done before doesn't really help you in the last mission. You need to just prepare for it in a very specific way. Uh, I, I don't think Into the Breach has that problem. I think Into the Breach... I I prefer the end game of Into the Breach, the end game to FTL, because um, it does feel like it's building on the the stuff that you've learned during the game. It's also worth saying probably that it only takes about an hour to get to the end mission, right? Like it's it not a long game. Might take you that long. Me, it's uh, yeah, yeah, two and a half hours to get there. But that well, that's with all doing all four islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the point being that if you do all four islands, you get more rewards. It's like you know, it's. Um, you can decide that you only want the game to be two two islands long if you want. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're saying it makes it harder, and it does. It does in a sense. Like if you do more islands, there'll be more more insects on the final mission. But it it actually is kind of easier because I mean, it's a bit like stuff. in yeah, exactly. It's a bit like an FTL where you want to explore like as many places as you possibly can to get more yeah. things. Same applies. And I was also going to say, like, although there's there's loads of environmental effects on the last one, like like tiles that just whatever's on them will get destroyed. But that's actually mm. really useful. It's helpful. It yeah. is, yeah, yeah. But I think I think the issue for me is that um, it 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 can be useful because you can push the enemies into them and all that. But but um, I think too many times on the last mission, I've just been like, there's only a couple of things I can do with this mech because everything around it is just deadly now. Uh, and it just limits the available choices too much, I think. And it's just like neither of these two things is actually a good thing to do. Um, whereas on the normal missions, you know, like you say, you can spend five minutes looking at it and think, oh, right, that's going to work. But I've had quite a few times on the final mission where I'm just like, I just don't have any options here. You know, it's everything's just too squashed into a corner. That's what I find was that I the, my last turn was two mechs both stuck in a one place like they mm. couldn't move neither of them could move so their options were limited to shooting in any one of the four directions and i would put you know i look through each option i think if he shoots there and he shoots there it was like you know whatever combination of those options and i was like none not no matter where i throw this boulder no matter where i shoot this laser this is not gonna this is not gonna end well for me because Every time I've got to the final mission, I think I've actually found it easier than like the missions I was doing immediately before it. Okay, what what little robots are you playing with? Let's go into this, okay? Because the, there's little robots. You get a squad of three, and they each do different things, and you can mix and match if you like randomize them all. Um, so some robots can like push some out of the way, some charge, some like shoot an electricity bolt through 
chaining it through enemies and stuff like that. So who are you using? My favourites are the Robotica Judo Judoku or something like that, where their thing is repositioning. Um, like they all reposition the bugs to some extent, but that it's like they revolve around that more than doing their own damage. So one of them has like a passive thing that makes the Vec do more damage to other Vec. And yeah, and their main guy, well, the the most important one, um, can pick up Vec and throw them over his head and into the tile behind him, which is just, oh, it's so satisfying to, like, because um, some tiles are water, and if you dunk a non-flying unit there, it instantly dies. So managing to take a Vec down, like, straight from full health that way is, oh, it's immensely satisfying. Beautiful. I was using like the chain lightning guy because I thought it was really, really useful because a lot of the times the, the aliens will stand next to cities and um, just try and attack them from there. And if, th if they all do that at once, they'll kind of group themselves together. And the lightning also chains through cities. So if you get a special upgrade, you can make it so that it doesn't hurt the cities. It just hurts the insects. Um, and any of your like fellow units that stand there and th that just allows you to do damage to a lot of things all at once but then in the final mission there were cities the, the cities weren't the problem there weren't a, there, there weren't many of them around uh or it didn't seem like the vec were concentrating on them they were concentrating on me and it was like to kill them i have to hurt my own units now and for for seemingly no benefit <laughs> Um, One thing, I, I started um, a campaign with them, and uh, the other thing, you get pilots that confer special abilities, and I started with the one that um, has armor, so that meant he was doing less damage to like the other mechs in my squad, which was really, really useful. Yes, it is a good game. I are we looking forward to it in twenty eighteen, or are we just happy that we've we can all play it now? I mean, yeah, it's weird because um, it does feel almost done. You know, I don't really expect there to be much more to the release version. Uh, maybe there'll be some balance stuff, and there's a couple of bits where there's placeholder graphics or text, just a couple of them. But uh, but yeah, it feels pretty done. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to. It. I'm looking forward to everyone getting their hands on it so we can you know compare notes and talk about it and see how much it takes off uh, yeah I, I think it's really special we've already talked about it a little bit and i'll link to the article that we all chatted about it um but yeah it is good before we go we're going to return to the 2018 question and see what our readers have said readers listeners people who like us or don't like us, but listen to us anyway. Let's see. Adam Whitehead says, Mech Warrior and Phoenix Point. Uh, I'm guessing he means Mech Warrior 5 mercenaries? Yeah, or possibly Battletech. He got confused, but <laughs> they're all good. They're all good options. Um, I watched a little bit of the footage of Mech Warrior Five last night, and it just looks like Mech Warrior again, and I felt simultaneously happy and disappointed. 
Mm. because yeah i can see that it it just felt a little dry you know like there wasn't like stomping around in a mech and shooting things in a really open environment was really fun when i was small but i think i would be really i'd be really really quickly bored of it i i wish it had a campaign like the battletech one that made me a lot more interested i don't know if it does i have no idea but a big dynamic campaign would be great in a bit of you know mech company management um, a lot of people saying System Shock, uh, Far Cry 5, mm-hmm. uh, Into the Breach, Gregory mm-hmm. Gregory Berger says, Into the Breach without a doubt. I love FTL and turn-based tactic games, so I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, somebody else does say Battletech, because damn I miss Mech Commander. Yes. Um, that was Max Ursa. A couple of people saying Jurassic World Evolution, which is the Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, you know what? Theme park I think game. that might be good. I mean, I'd love it to be. That'd be a really fun idea. Um, I don't have any reason to suspect it will be, but I can't. Who's making it? I mean, do, I'm not sure. I, I don't remember. The license on its own isn't exciting to me, but a good version of a Jurassic Park management game would be great. Would be rigged for epic says Anthem was on my radar, but with EA publishing, it'll probably be stuffed with microtransactions. So uh, I think that is probably a genuine concern for a lot of people. Yeah, anything EA makes is just gonna be ha- have all this stuff in it. I probably won't affect the sales too much, but uh, no, but it will have probably sullied their reputation somewhat. The, the glowing reputation. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Vaughn says, The game of clinging on with tattered nails to the drowning nation of Brexit Britain using video games to keep pretending everything is going to be just fine. Oh, it's a terrible game. <laughs> I don't think you should play that in 2018. I think you should just try and concentrate on something else play frostpunk which is uh gonna prepare you for 2019 and jaku again says monster hunter world it's the series i've played most of and i'm excited to hunt with the rps community super can i can can i ask you two what game are you most looking forward to uh I don't know if I can point to one. It's it's cautious optimism about several things. Yeah, given how much No Truce for the Furies did make me laugh when I played it at EGX, mm. and the fact that I went home and immediately like added it to my wish list so I wouldn't forget about it, and then I did forget about it, and you reminded me of it at the start <laughs> of this podcast. I'm gonna say that Cyberpunk twenty seven seven is the favorite game. I'm looking, my favorite game. I'm looking forward to but I don't know if that's going to be 2018. I'll go with Battletech. I think that's probably the one that I'm most likely by this time next year be putting on my end of year list right near the top. I hope so, you know, obviously. Who knows, but yeah. just want to manage robots. What's so wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. All right, let's wrap this up. Um, thank you for all of your comments and suggestions. Uh, if you do have any more suggestions, if you want to suggest a theme that we can talk about, you can email us podcast at rockpapershotgun.com or you can uh, 
tweet us or go on Facebook and annoy us. We are at Rock Paper Shot on both of those things. Um, if you like this podcast, and I know you do, I know you do, you can give it a little like or you can tell your friend about it and say, I listen to these jerks called Rock Paper Shotgun and they talk <laughs> in a, a convincing way about games and they often forget who's developing what. There's a lot of games. There's a lot in our defence. There are there are, there, there are so many there games. Are quite a few, aren't there? Seven. I've been saying for a long time there's too many. If you want to review us on iTunes, you can do that as well. If you want to review us on TripAdvisor, you can't do that. Don't yeah. don't do that. <laughs> Please. I do make a good breakfast though. That's it, I think. That's it. Oh, well, can I just quickly plug the fact that uh our advent calendar is starting now. Now, now. Yeah, okay, uh, so let's and... talk about this. We do an advent cal- calendar every year starting at, starting in December, at uh, the start of December. Uh and but instead of getting a chocolate every time you open a door, you find out that your favorite game of the year isn't in the door and get sad. Yeah. That's it, basically. <laughs> it uh, lists up favorite games of the year. Except uh, every day, your your favorite game of the year might be the last one. Exactly. So it's, every it's, day it's not in there, it might be the last yeah. one. So basically, it's just a really, really emotional month um, yeah. on Rock, Paper, Shotgun. But we spent a long time dilly-dallying over it. Um, yeah, figuring out what our favorite games are. Yeah. I have to, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's. I think it's our most esoteric year ever. I really do. There's a lot of stuff in there that I don't think people expect, and there's a lot of stuff that people might expect that isn't in there. Yeah, there's a few things that are missing that I think are really. Uh, when I noticed they were missing, I was like, oh, oh. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so do do go and check that yeah. every day, and don't ever miss it because if you miss one day, you'll have missed your favorite game. It'll be gone, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the day it'll be in. That's it. That's it. We're done now. Like, comment, subscribe, etc. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.